What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Yeah! So it's on. You're coming to the game on Sunday. Sunday night, Titans in town, taking on the Rams, Sunday night football, Alan Sliwa in the house. I'm going to show up around 6.15. (laughs) Kickoff's at 5.20. Get there right around the start of the second quarter. (laughs) No, you're not doing that. No, I'm I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I got some stuff I'm going to do. Are you going to do that? Emily, I I need you to confirm. I think I have to get, like, I'm not kidding. I think I have to get, so I have a ticket to the game, Uh but I think I have to get a media credential. Because how do I? You how may, do I come oh, by? Get in? Well, no, you just wear your ESPN uh, gear. They'll let you in. Oh yeah, for sure. You're, no, you're no, fine. No. Emily's got a secret entrance that she can get you in. That's fine. She, that, they don't let me through it, but they let her and Amanda I, and everyone else. No, but I, it. I like how on the air you're like, oh no, no. There's just uh, there is. I know a guy. No, no, no. She's she has a guy. I think it's actually a woman, but. There's a door that I go to, and they're like, no, you can't come through here. And they Actually, let her and Amanda go through every time. Yeah. I go through it, and then I say, this guy's <laughs> going to come behind me. Don't let him in each time. Tell him that people come by every single week asking where he is. Exactly. Yeah, they come up. they in the middle of the show. like, asleep, asleep. Yeah. And we're like, okay, sorry, we're talking Rams right now. Well, <laughs> they've had 11 beers in the parking lot. Yep. And they're very excited to see the ESPN 710 logo. Yep. And they want to know where you are. And they don't care that Kirk is in the middle of a thought about Vaughn Miller. <laughs> they're going to get three inches from his face and scream, ask Slee at him. That's pretty funny. Right? I've had people come up to me, too, funny. and be like, hey, yo, this is Travis, right? We're, yeah, we're Sliwa. And I'm, like, trying to listen to you guys talking, and I'm trying not to distract but you. But here's so. my favorite thing. My favorite thing is on a Sunday day game at one thirty, and you guys are doing, you know, your pre at yes. it's noon or something along those lines, mm-hmm. like – like we live together, like we're <laughs> roommates. Yeah, like, like the, wherever the, you go, I should be there too. There's like a string that we're connected at by the wrist that we just stay together, no matter. What. It's long, like every once in a while we can be, but at some point we're we're together in the same spot. All right, um, Lakers last night they win. Very weird moment involving the officiating yeah. where they took yeah, two points, take away a couple from points the, off from the Lakers. Like after the ball had gone up and down the court once or twice, yep. it was a couple was minutes surreal. later. Just uh, you know, we'll just adjust the score. It's very rare where you see an NBA coach or a Major League Baseball manager or football head coach, whatever it is, where they're having a discussion with the referee where it's not a tactical discussion where they're trying to gain an advantage for later in the game or they're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, for lack of a better word, bully them into giving them the next call. This was Frank Vogel just confused as to what the hell was happening when they pulled two points off the board for the Lakers. So the Lakers have kind of found them to – they put themselves in a position where that call could have been the difference of the game. Nearly was. The referees obviously screwed that one up. You took two points off. But this is one of the things that Travis and I were – I feel like there's two different camps of Laker fans right now. You're eight games in. So it's not like the Lakers have started out 7-1. and one. It's not like they've looked – um, it's not like they're playing perfect basketball. They're not right seven the and one. They're not one and seven. It's neither extreme. It's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So these are the two camps. All right. One camp is guys. It's eight games. Are you really paying attention to a game on November second against the Houston Rockets at Staples Center? Uh, seven, eight games in. Come on, come on. That's enough of this. All right. Let's wait till Christmas. Let's wait till the first of the year to really kind of start seeing where the Lakers are. And then I think there's another camp of Laker fans that are saying, we haven't seen good basketball yet. I get it's early. 
I understand that there's a lot of time left. I understand that the product today is not the finished product and it will continue. Hypothetically, it will get better as the season progresses. But at the same time, you're playing really bad competition. You've got a lot of games so far already at Staples Center. You've had one of the easiest schedules in the NBA to come out the gate. By the way, 12 of the first 15 games is at Staples Center. That's mm -hmm. an incredible advantage. And just look at the last five games the Lakers have played. San Antonio. Not good. Oklahoma City. Terrible. Cleveland. Eh. Houston. Terrible. Houston. Terrible. OKC tomorrow. Terrible. So... Whatever camp you're in, and, and we'll we'll take some of these phone calls, 877-710-ESPN, you either are on the camp where, no, there are definitely concerns with the Lakers and you're thinking big picture, or you're on the camp saying, why the hell are Laker fans paying that much attention, or why are you um, uh, that worried about the Lakers this early in the season? I, I, both things can be true at the same time. You can tell me that, guys, what it looks like in November doesn't matter. It only matters what it looks like by the time you get to April and when the playoffs start and whether or not they're good enough to beat the better teams at the end of the year. You're right. And you can tell me that what's happening early is irrelevant. Okay, maybe. I'm looking at it like this. You have a, a course where the only grade that matters is the final. Okay, the only thing that's going to determine whether or not you pass this class or not or get an A or an F is the final. Okay. And you can tell me that the homework doesn't matter. You can tell me that the quizzes don't matter. But if you're not turning in the homework and you're getting Fs and Ds and C pluses on all of the quizzes, does it matter? Well, maybe not, but I think it's a decent indicator of how you're doing. I think it's a pretty good indicator of where you are in the process of getting ready for the final. The Lakers season is not in trouble. The Lakers season is not over. The Lakers season cannot be categorized at this point. They're playing really bad teams, and they're having trouble beating them. That can't be anything other than not good. The Lakers can't stop anybody. Somebody's going to make an argument, well, they, they don't really care right now. It's too early. It's, what, what do you say it, to that argument? Because it's not a matter of don't care. It's a can't do. You mean mm -hmm. to tell me they didn't care they were about to blow a 26-point lead? Of course they did. They, Anthony Davis was out there. LeBron James played 30, 36 minutes last night, scored 30 points. Mm -hmm. Tell me he didn't care? Come on, man. The Rockets might not win 15 games. And they gave the Lakers everything they could handle. Not because they got hot. It's the same thing with OKC. Yeah. They didn't throw in a bunch of shots. They're like, oh my gosh, you could take that shot 100 times. It goes in once, and they've made five of them. It's not what it is. Their defense is bad, Al. Can I Can I tell you the beauty? It's, it's legitimately bad. They're getting bad teams are getting easy buckets against a team that wants to be a championship caliber team. That's nothing but a bad indicator. Here's the beauty, <clears throat> excuse me, for the Lakers uh, moving forward here. I, I'm a fan of the schedule getting tougher. I'm a fan of I want to see some better competition, and you're not too far away from it. So we got the Thunder tomorrow. Lakers will handle business tomorrow. Um, and then you're at Portland. Next week, you got a couple teams that are more interesting. Charlotte's an interesting team. Sure, Miami might be the best team in the NBA, and be. I'm not. I'm not kidding when I say that. And this is not often eight game sample size. They got a good team. They added Kyle Lowry. PJ Tucker is there. They were just they. They added winners. You champions. know what else they have? Al? They have an identity. They know who they are. They as were a in the finals team. against the Lakers a little bit over a year ago. Most of those players are still there. So mm -hmm. they got a good team. Minnesota got off to a good start. You're going to get the Bulls at Milwaukee at Boston. You're going to start getting some good matchups. So that's what I'm looking forward to because if. The Lakers are just playing down to their competition. That's one thing. We'll find out when the competition's a little bit better. 877-710-ESPN. One more time, 877-710-3776 is the number if you want to get in. Like Marie in Montebello. Marie, you're on with Travis and Sleeve. What's going on? Hey, guys. Love the show. 
Um, just wanted to say I'm on the end of the fans that we look absolutely terrible to me. Um, I do understand that, um, you know, we got a long season ahead, but just the brand that is on the floor is completely terrible to look at. Um, everything from the defense, the ball movement, to Russell's turnovers, we just don't look like we have an identity. And I'm not just unhappy with the players and how we performed as a team, but I'm also kind of disappointed in the coaching. Um, there was a game on Sunday, and there was like four consecutive turnovers. And I'm sitting there waiting for Frank to call a timeout, and he doesn't, you know, and it just leads to these horrible these horrible decisions. So it's, it's, I don't think it's just the Lakers, the players. Um, you know, we don't have Jason Kidd anymore as an assistant coach on that bench. Um, I'm still waiting to see some things from Russell Westbrook um, because we really needed a point guard last year. And I'm looking at that Buddy Hill trade, and I'm saying, gosh darn it, we probably should have made that trade. So, appreciate appreciate um, you calling in, Marie. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm going to comment real quick on her, and then mm-hmm. I want to take a couple more calls here. It's interesting she said the product. You know, because the way I – there's a lot of times where – you know, you're watching the Lakers game, and you were doing this when you were doing the pre and the post. Halftime, too. It is. You were doing halftime as well. That's right. <laughs> um, it is pretty unique to be sitting in that chair, right? Yeah. And you're there every game. And the product, I mean, man, when Carmelo Anthony checks in, yeah, it's really cool what happens. They love Staples Carmelo. They love Carmelo. They love him. When Russell Westbrook comes in on a fast break and dishes it, no look to LeBron and LeBron dunks, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. The product – is I think that's a that's a great way to describe it. There are moments where you say, "Man, this this is a good product," but there are way too many moments where you're sitting back and you're saying, "Come on, this ain't the product that that this is too good of a team, too good of a roster for that to be the product right now." This is a little bit like we were talking about with Anthony Davis yesterday. That mm-hmm. you know, is the guy that just takes over at times who he is, or is it the other guy who he is who occasionally becomes the best player in the league? It's it's kind of the yin and the yang of the whole deal. The product has some moments. LeBron in the fourth quarter last night was great. Just freaking he, turns he, on the he, engine. He was fantastic. He took way. over the game. Yep. He took over the game. The product also By the included way, probably pacing himself. We'll get to that yeah. in a minute. No. They gave up 117 points to a Rockets team that's won one game. Do you know how many points they had at halftime? 70. 70 points. Yeah. They had 85 in the whole last game, they, the game they, on Sunday. They don't play defense. Mm-hmm. That's the product you're putting out there. They had 17 turnovers last night. Again, I'm going to say, I told you this at the beginning of the show, I was going to say this a lot. The Rockets are terrible. Yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder are terrible. The Cleveland Cavaliers are at best okay. They're having tr- San Antonio is going to be in the lottery. They're having trouble with these teams because they don't take care of the ball, they don't play defense, and and quite frankly, there's a lot of standing around. Listen, it does, it's not a fatal thing. They, mm-hmm. they have a million games left. They have a lot of time to figure this out. But I have not seen any. You're talking about the product. Yeah. There have been little glimpses and flashes of product, but the, the vast majority of what you're rolling out there, pretty darn mediocre. I think the question comes down to is big picture. Is it an issue or is it not an issue? And I think that's that's what we're trying to determine here is that the way the Lakers have started off the season, is this something potentially, potentially that's going to be something we're worried about down the road or not? All right, today's uh, stat hero of the day, LeBron James. James uh, started the this season, just kind of throw out some stats here, is averaging 
just under 25 points a game, five and a half rebounds, seven assists, 2.3 steals. Um, numbers not that far off from his. You remember before he got injured last year, where everybody was it having was the conversation and about Jokic. MVP. So it, it just kind of shows that the man is still doing what he was doing a year ago. He's still LeBron James. Yeah, or is he? That's coming up next at 710 ESPN. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeva Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. When we come back, we'll take more of your phone calls. We'll talk LBJ. And I asked uh, I asked Coach yesterday about the free throw shooting for, remember we mentioned Anthony Davis, only two mm-hmm. free throws in the first two games. Kind of felt like some excuses there, but we'll do all that coming up next as well. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. So I need to be a little bit careful about how I say this so people don't misinterpret what I'm about to say. Because okay. people like to do that. They, I'm already a hater and a negative and all of these other things, which is sometimes true. Not always, but sometimes true. LeBron is still an extraordinary player. You're a like, Clipper fan. Yeah, clearly. That he's still putting up numbers that are right there in the sweet spot of the numbers that he's put up his entire career. He's still doing all of those things. But does it seem to you, Al, and again, what have we played? They played eight games, five and three. Does it not seem like he's even picking his spots a little bit more than he has in the past? That there's just a there's longer stretches of I'm just gonna chill out and let this play out. And then when he needs to go, he's still that guy. Mm-hmm. When he took over in the fourth quarter last night, it was oh, there it is. That's 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 LeBron. There he goes. And and he's still when he's in that mode one of the two, three best players in the league. There's no no doubt about it. But it does seem to me that those moments are becoming more and more strategic, more and more tactical of when he decides to really smash that gas. So he has to, right? And I, I don't think this is any different than any player as you get you know further in your career. Um, I, I think it's important for him. You know, we sit here and we say that the Lakers, the way they're playing eight games into the season, you want to see – you want to see them play better defense. You want to see them look better. I'm not talking about LeBron. You know, LeBron is actually the one where I'm, I I look at LBJ and it's like, no, AD, you got to do more. Hey, Russ, you take the ball handling responsibilities. That's part of the reason why I think you are here is because if LeBron's going to take some time off or he's going to sit in the second quarter just to get some rest to catch his breath, the idea and the concept of the offseason was you don't lose five or six points every time LeBron goes off to the bench. The LeBron portion has to be strategic. 19th year in the NBA. Yeah. 19th. You know, something about Carmelo. Carmelo is got off to a great start. Think about what Carmelo was asked to do for the Lakers compared to what LeBron's asked to do. Both of them 19 seasons in the league. It's drastically different. Carmelo's been fantastic. Carmelo's shooting over 50% from the field. Carmelo checks in, and you would think that uh, Carmelo's been playing for the Lakers for 14 <laughs> it's years. It's really something. It's it is. Great. It is actually it's fun. It's, it it's genuinely. I, it puts a smile on my face every time. I I can't even tell you why. But when they, you know Carmelo Anthony and the place goes wild. I, I love it. Yesterday and this has happened every time. Like I turn, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why is everybody cheering? And there's Carmelo walking over to the scores table. <laughs> Right, it's, it's so not true. Kareem walking no. around and he's making a Shaquille right. O'Neal with TNT or something. So I say that because um, whether you think LeBron is okay, hey, maybe he can't do it the way he used to sustain it for a forty-eight minute period or something along those lines. That's one thing, but at the same time, um, I think you have to be strategic if you're LeBron James. Yeah, it it 
it you have to be it for sure it's the other players you it's, don't it shouldn't have to be strategic it's with. not a criticism as much as it is an observation sure, sure. of of just that the strategy seems to be you know instead i'm making up numbers here instead of just kind of picking my spots 10 times a game to pick my spots nine times a game. It just it seems like there's just a few fewer instances of him really going for it. Let's try a phone call here on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Long Beach is next stop. Caesar, Caesar, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Caesar. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. All right. Hello to everybody. Hello. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I was thinking about the Lakers. Um, you know, and I have a big problem with with well, how they're doing right now. You know, I mean, if you think about the teams that they played, they played the worst teams, and they're what five and three. Uh, if it wasn't because of Melo or you know LeBron James, would probably be one and six, uh, or one and seven, or six and two. I'm sorry, two and six. And I think the rotations are bad. I think the uh, where the defense is not great, and I'm worried about the playoffs. You know, uh, we'll make the playoffs, but I think I'm worried mainly because the defense and maybe a little bit of injury as well. There are there are two things that you mentioned, Caesar, that I think are particularly important. And thank you for the phone call. Number one is the competition. I think that's painfully obvious. They're not. They've not played the Bucks, the 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 Miami Heat, the the Brooklyn Nets, the the, the Nuggets, the Jazz. These are not the teams that they've played. Mm-hmm. They've played really one team that you could say is really really good in Phoenix, and then another team in Golden State who is missing their second best player. So the, the competition is. And the other thing is, and you said it, you know, Carmelo's been really really good. He has. He's been phenomenal. The surprise is is that he's had to be that if he hasn't been extraordinary, mm-hmm. Lakers probably instead of being five and three, they're three and five, maybe worse than that. I don't know if anybody was thinking that. Hey, you know what? We're going to need twenty five minutes a night and twenty five points from Carmelo Anthony for us to beat the Houston Rockets. That was not part of the plan. That's what, the, and it's not just been a nice. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Instead of winning by twelve, we won by twenty six. It's no, you need every last one of these points to knock out some bad teams. I'll take a couple more calls here. Jose in Oxnard. Jose, what's going on? You're on the Travis and Sleva show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good, buddy. Thank you for calling in. What What do you got? Hey, well, I want you guys to stop looking at the doomsday device over there in your <laughs> offices. You guys are going crazy on me. It's only eight games in, buddy. Okay, so I, break, uh, Jose, friends. Jose, yeah. what, what, have you, what have you thought so far? Because I, I think... If you're going to make an argument the other way and say everything is all good, give me some reasons why, because I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that. Oh, not, not everything's not all good, but you know, you guys are acting like the end of the world already. My thing is, you know, it's a new staff, new crew besides LeBron and Anthony. It's a new system for everybody else as far as the defensive end. Offense will come. Just you know, hold on tight. Let's see what happens. I I, I get what he's saying. Thanks, Jose. I, I I get it. He's he's not wrong, but I don't understand why giving up. A 26-point lead to Oklahoma City, 
and being unable to just wipe out the Houston Rockets is nothing. Eh, it's no big deal. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not ready to hit the button like Jose said, but I'm looking for it. I want to know where it is because it's this is not nothing. It's not catastrophic, but when you can't – Al, you did the game last night. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody on that Rockets team that fills you with fear as far as them just going off and cooking? Like John Morant, Memphis is a perfect yeah. example. Memphis isn't loaded with talent, but they got that dude. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he could just beat you by himself. Houston doesn't have that guy. Oklahoma City doesn't have that guy. You know, and you're struggling with those. You teams. know what could happen? And listen, this happens a ton in sports. You know, they say, okay, you play down to your competition, you play up to your competition. That's why I'm telling you, I uh, I can't wait to see the Lakers go up against good competition because the good competition that the Lakers have had so far was the first week of the season. It was literally the first week. So now they actually have had some matchups. Now they've got a chance to kind of go through some ups and downs, some uh, overtime games, not overtime games. So let's see if the Lakers, when they start playing good teams, if they start playing up to their competition. Next stop is San Pedro. San Pedro and Sonny. Sonny, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Sonny? Sonny. Nope, Sonny's not there. Let's try another one. Let's go to Marcelo. And Marcelo, you're on next with Travis and Slee. What's up, Marcelo? Marcel? Yeah, Marcel. What's up? How's it going, bro? Uh, yeah, I just think we need to calm down, man. Our, our, we're eight games in. I understand that. I understand that everything's not perfect. But what do you expect when you, you you know, you have 11 new players on this roster, on this team, and, and we're, you know, we have injuries. I understand all the concerns. Um, we're, we're not even fully healthy. So that's why Melo's having to step in and play those minutes. But, I mean, it's, we could easily be, you know, we say, you say we're five and three, but we could easily be what? Six and one, you know, six and two, or, or whatever. You know, there was a couple games. The OKC game, I understand we blew that. Um, you know, but but we could have won that game. And are we still having this conversation? And then Houston back to back. That's difficult to play a team back to back. The same team back to back. That's very difficult. Sunday we dominated that game. So uh, you know, we're winning. We so won the game. so Marcel, here, here's the thing, and I appreciate you calling in. When you say, what do you expect? I'll tell you my expectations. The expectations are you're not struggling against bad teams. That's it. I, I, to be completely honest with you, Trav, it's not the the 5-3 and three record and you've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. He's right. You know what? They don't blow that. They're a, they're a bad half away from being 6-2, and two, and maybe we're having less of the conversation. How you win does play a part of it. You know, we, we, were, we were talking about the, um, the Rams over the weekend. And what they did and kind of took care of business and here's a bad team. Make sure this game is over as soon as you possibly can. When you say what what do you expect, that's the expectation. It's not like they're going up. It's not Milwaukee and then Miami and then the Suns and then the Jazz and then you got the Warriors and you came out of that three and two mm-hmm. and you had some, you know, tough matchups. What you expect is exactly what Marcel's saying. What I expect is they they just take care of bad teams and starters sit in the fourth quarter. That's what I expect. He said they could easily be six and two. He's right. They could also be two and six without having to stretch too far. Right? What do I expect? Here's what I expect. I would expect that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook don't need to go down and hope that a three-point shot rims out to beat the Houston Rockets. I don't think that's much of an expectation. This, this, that Yao did not play. Tracy McGrady was not out there. James Harden was not out there. This is not Chris Paul going out there and playing at a Hall of Fame level. Those guys are either brand new to the league or guys that have been around the block a hundred times and just are running out the ends of their career. What I would expect is a team that has championship-caliber players, A.D., LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, to beat that team decisively, and they didn't. And it's not the first time. 
and it won't be the last time. That's what I expect. Not that they everything looks perfect. Not that Kendrick or that that Malik Monk and these other guys are are just you know knocking down every shot and that the defense looks perfect. I understand their growing pains, but we're not. I'm not asking for perfection. I'm asking to have your best players sit play the final like your six best minutes of the fourth quarter. Because here's the rub: out. yeah, the, the, their best players did play like their best players last night. You, you look at the box: twenty-seven score. for AD, twenty-seven for Russ, thirty for LeBron James, Carmelo sixteen off the bench, thirty-two minutes for Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. thirty-six minutes for LeBron James, thirty-seven minutes for Russell Westbrook. They won by two points. Mm-hmm. That's that's not can nothing. I, can I can I tell you something else? I think they will turn it around. I genuinely, genuinely believe that there's going to come a time in the next 30 days where you guys are going to be, me and you are going to be sitting here, and we're going to say, that's some good basketball from the Lakers. Through the first eight games, I don't feel like we could say that. I, I think that's. I, I think they're still one of the teams to beat. I think they will be much better a month from now, but the concerns that went from, eh, it's going to take some time, or can we stop somebody? Yeah. De- defense is a lot about effort. It's a lot about want, and I'm not seeing a ton of that so far we'll see how it shakes out Aaron Rodgers not playing this weekend and actual good news for the Pac-12 and the college football playoff it's coming up next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN no Aaron Rodgers this week against the Chiefs he is out tested positive for COVID he is an unvaccinated player so he needs to quarantine for 10 days before he's allowed back into the uh the facility which means that he's going to miss this game for sure we'll see what happens the following weekend, the game out the line has already moved eight points. Wow! It moved eight points with the announcement that Jordan Love is going to play quarterback for the Packers. Yeah. By the way, I'm curious to get more information on that story as it comes out on on Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see if how that kind of all unfolds. Looking at it from a football perspective, the football perspective is good news for the Rams. Well, it's just it, the NFC. You have a logjam at the top. You have X amount of teams that all have one loss. You have the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, and Tampa just got their second mm-hmm. loss. So not only are the Rams in front of them, they're also they one that head to head. Essentially. So w- what it comes down to now is, all right, well, if the Packers don't have – and they're playing – it's not like they're playing any team. You're playing a desperate Kansas City Chiefs team. So um, – if this is a loss this weekend for the Green Bay Packers, that's obviously a big W for the Arizonas, the Rams, and um, like I mentioned, the Cowboys. Let, let's say the Packers win that game. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're, we're done with the Chiefs at that point, right? I think we're getting close to saying we're done with the Chiefs. What do the Raiders and the Chargers do this weekend? I think that will also tell a story. I, I get it, but the yeah. Raiders and Chargers already have a lead. So every this, this is not unlike the Giants and the Dodgers. That every t- If they both lose, that's a sure. huge advantage for the Giants. It's yeah. just another day off the calendar that you can start to, you know, hey, look, that, it's, it's a win for us. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If the Chiefs lose to Jordan Love, the Chiefs, I think, are officially dead in the water. You might be right on that. Yeah. Yeah. College football playoff. The first uh, rankings come out yesterday. 
has nobody on the college football playoff actually watched Oregon play football? No, I actually, <laughs> let me tell you something. Have they not seen the Ducks yet? There is an incredible advantage that the Pac-12 has because nobody's watching them. <laughs> so the I fact that... stunned, Slee. Stunned. 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 They're sitting number four, so they're part of the college football playoff if the playoff started. Here's the... There's two, two sides of this. Number mm-hmm. one is... You know, you're kind of trying to see, of course, for USC fans, for UCLA fans, you want the Pac-12 to be good. We all know that. This is self-explanatory when it comes to that, that you understand the benefit of Oregon making that college football play. It helps the entire conference. What I'm trying to figure out is, um, do you think Oregon stays there will be one of the questions. Is there? They have a win against Ohio State. Obviously, that's a huge win. That was valued tremendously in their top four rankings in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And Oregon played without their best player. Yep, that, that that's a really impressive win. The Ducks haven't looked like that team yep. before Oregon or is since. A fake diamond. Yeah, that's what they fugazi. are. We said it. We said it before. They are fugazi. Georgia's best team in the country. Everybody agrees that Alabama's right behind them. Not a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is kind of a placeholder yeah. that, that's that's the big 10 champions place mm-hmm. it's ohio state they go right into it if michigan state beats them sure they probably stay in it as well but oregon has one good win they had a weird loss to stanford where mm-hmm. there's a couple of weird calls their defensive play caller was out with vid that there's some extenuating circumstances i've watched oregon play every game this season like i mentioned to you before my parents are got oregon some family alum. ties my, yep. my son went to oregon i i I get it. I, I root for the Ducks. Sure. Okay, I root for the Pac-12, generally speaking, but I root for the Ducks. I'm with you. They're not good. <laughs> now, the question you asked a second ago is really interesting. Can they get in? Yeah. You look. They, they, they legitimately have one game left on their schedule that you say, eh, they have to go to Salt Lake City to take on Utah. Okay. Okay? They'll probably have to play Utah again in the Pac-12 championship game. So to play against a team that's really well coached, like the Utes are, there's an element of risk there. But I don't think that's why they get clipped. I think they get clipped just because they're not very good. <laughs> they're going to play, whether it's Oregon State or Washington this weekend. They're, the Pac-12 does not have good teams in it, and one of them is going to beat the Ducks. So if they went out, by the way, every game, so Washington, Washington State, Utah, Oregon State, mm-hmm. Okay, the two games on the road, is that Washington at Utah? If they went out, they're in? I think so. Unbelievable. I mean, they, they've Unbelievable. Already, the committee has already said, yeah. we don't care that you lost to Stanford. Yep. Okay. We really care that you beat Ohio State. What would be bad news for the Ducks if Michigan State pounds Ohio State? That's that bad news. That makes that loss look That worse. makes it look or that like, win oh, not look as strong. Because yeah. you look at Ohio State, really their wins since Oregon are not terribly impressive. They haven't played a bunch of good teams along the way. But you Cincinnati's know, the team that's like, what the hell do we have to do to get into this? Well, thing? I'll tell you what they need to do. There's nothing that they can control because they can go undefeated, and this will show that even if they go undefeated, they don't get into a four-team playoff. Mm-hmm. What needs to eventually happen, and by the way, this will also benefit the Pac-12 and everything else, eight teams or 12. My hope is it's uh, it's eight teams. Once it expands to that, a team like Cincinnati can make a much better case. A conference like the Pac-12 doesn't have to depend on um, – you know, losing a game against it, they'll get in with one loss. Philosophical question. Yeah. Is it good for the Pac 12 to get a spot in the Final Four to go in? Because in this, as this is set up yep, right now, yep. they would play Georgia. Is it good just to get in and play Georgia? Yep. And that's good for the conference. What if Georgia beats them 65 to 10? Okay. Now what? So is that good for the league? <laughs> it is to get, it is good to get in. So I'm going to just give you an example of this. If you are. Um, what's the best example I can give? Do you want to just get in the dance 
in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know what could happen? Just hypothetically, what could happen? You can win 88 games. You could be the Atlanta Braves, and you could kind of get hot at the right time. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with Oregon, but you know what Oregon also can do with the talent that they have because it's not as talented as Georgia? You can play that game. We got nothing but freaking fake punts, yeah. this, that. I mean, little Detroit Lions action. Get the hell in. It's almost as if – Remember Boise State beating Oklahoma? I do, Fiesta Bowl. Well, the sad thing is that's supposed to be a school that is not, you know, shouldn't be a part of this. Non-Power 5. Non-Power 5. Oregon kind of has to do that against the SEC. It's interesting. They have to act like a non-Power 5. You know what would be worse? If they do the whole Notre Dame thing. Notre Dame got into the college football playoff kind of regularly, and I think they should. They're losing one game a year or yeah. no games a year. And it's Notre Dame. They got good players. And then they go play against one of the real teams nice. and get their doors blown yeah. off. And 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 it's it started to add up for Brian Kelly and Notre Dame. It's like, yeah, we know you're good, but you're not one of these. You, know <laughs> you, the SEC, you stay over there. You know what the SEC does in these uh, college football playoff games? That first game that they play, they're kind of like, all right, we'll play our starters in the first half start resting them. <laughs> like they almost they almost treat it like a preseason game. You know what my favorite part about this other than the Pac-12 inexplicably getting one of the top 4 spots is that the committee has looked at Oklahoma and said, "Yeah, no, we get it. You're 9 and 0. You're the only 9 and 0 team that can. We get it." That's a little we, bit of a surprise we, too. We've seen you play. No. <laughs> no. You needed a But it's miracle a powerful school to too. Beat Kansas. That's what makes it surprising that they're not a top Kansas. Yeah. You you me Taylor, Emily, get Berg in there, get yeah. Carlo, get yeah. Janice. We we could go out there and give Kansas a run. That's how bad they what are. What were they? Weren't they like in that game against Kansas? How many point favorites were they? Six hundred thirty or something like that. Something like something that. Like and that. they needed a miracle to come back and get it done. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. I'm a little disappointed in you. I'm a little disappointed in our listeners and really everybody involved. I did this was done intentionally. Okay. I'd left off a very important sandwich hoping that someone would catch the omission and say, hey, you know, what about this one? Yeah. I think it's safe to say I probably wasn't gonna <laughs> yeah, you, probably well, gonna you know what you're right. One. You're right. I I, I take back my yeah. disappointment. Your expectation you're, should not be what right. it is with the Lakers. I need to recalibrate yes. my expectations yes. for you. Yes. Nobody wants a part of a fried chicken sandwich. Nobody really wants to get in on that. I mean, has, has anybody ever eaten a fried chicken sandwich and said, you know what, that wasn't very good? My, That's never been said in the history of the world. My interpretation was like it's a go-to sandwich. I make, I, I've almost taken everything you've said as if you're having three of these sandwiches a week. <laughs> it's like the last <laughs> thing you're ever going to eat. For, for the rest of your life, you get one like, meal. No, this is what Trav does. He goes home, he has a pastrami sandwich. At night, he has a, uh, a fried chicken sandwich. You just kind of go through every sandwich every day. <laughs> Who has the best fried chicken sandwich? So, okay, there are so many. Me, personally, yeah. I'm Popeye's. But if you're telling me you're a Chick-fil-A person, I'm not mad at you. It's fine. So it's a really good sandwich. I haven't had there's all a, of them, but Popeye's I think they're the opening best. up another one. I'm not kidding when I say it. In Pasadena, there's a Chick-fil-A near Pasadena City College. Uh-huh. I, I think, like, within a mile, they're opening up another one. <laughs> but that's also the one that's closest to me, but I still have to drive a pretty pretty far distance to get to that But Pasadena. just think about it. When, when you can... When you have that, I mean, sometimes I forget about this with Starbucks. It's like Starbucks, yeah. It's nothing is like Starbucks. Yeah. Nothing is because you can. I can be at a Starbucks and be. Is that a Starbucks sign over there, like across the street, like three blocks away? So there was a Starbucks in the grocery store. We Don't point at me, by the way. <laughs> and there was a star, like you know, the in-store Starbucks, right? It's kind of not a real Starbucks, but it is. You can get whatever you want. And there was a real Starbucks. 
attached to the outside of yeah. the store. Yeah. There were two within 60 yards of each other. Do you ever go to Vaughn's? <laughs> And Starbucks, like, you know, we're in here too. Yeah, I'm no, like, that's what I'm saying. It's inside the store. You can get one while you shop. I'm waiting to go like to dry car. cleaning or something. It's like, hey, there's a. Don't sleep on a Howland Ray's fried chicken sandwich too. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's that's pretty. It's a place called uh, Honor Bar. I don't know if it's still there. Fantastic place, Honor Bar, kind of near Beverly Hills area. Y'all made a really really good fried y'all chicken sandwich. Y'all blew it. You didn't bring up the fried chicken sandwich. That's, I want uh, you to on... start using y'all a lot more. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, it's it's a good it's a good y'all part of my here? vocabulary. So I had to learn it when I moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between there's different y'alls and all y'all. There's do you know the difference? <laughs> Anybody? Absolutely. Emily, El- you're from the South. You in know. El Cajon, there was, we were using so many different versions of it. So y'all, mm-hmm. if I said, hey, y'all come over to my house this weekend, right? That means everybody in Which this room. Which would still sound weird, but right? yeah. But if I said all y'all come over, that means all of you guys and everyone else you know. That means anybody that you would like mm-hmm. to invite in addition. Round y'all up the crew. means you in the room. All y'all means whoever you want to bring Yeah, and like more. y'all's a couple... All yeah. y'all is a large group of people, <laughs> and also the first time you met me on Zoom, I said y'all, and I, you know, it just kind of slips off my tongue, and you're like, "Oh, are you from Texas?" I'm like, "No, there's a, there's more to the South, but yes, I'm yeah. from Virginia." <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a Southern thing. It's a Southern. Let's do little dump. Do you like Tom Hanks? I think everybody does, right? Yeah. Tom Hanks is one of those guys that everybody, like, you're going to like him more after this. Okay. Tom Hanks declined the offer from Jeff Bezos to go into space. He said, yeah, I'm good. No thanks, Bezos. If Elon Musk offered that to him, he's going. <laughs> if Musk offers, he's going. <laughs> I just like that Tom Hanks, who seems to be everybody's kind of go-to guy, yeah. just said, you know what, I'm, just, I'm good on your 10-minute space adventure. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, NBA players do not like the new ball. Yep. Apparently that's because I, – I take me through this. I'm not a, a basketball guy where mm-hmm. – like if you said to me you had to change golf balls, I got strong opinions on that. Why are they so opposed to this ball? What By the way, like? and this kind of shows the opposite side of it. When you say um, if you had to change golf balls, yeah. I don't know the hell the difference is. Yeah. Just, I'm, no matter what, I'm going to lose it in three <laughs> shots anyway, so let's keep this thing moving. Um, What's their objection? Uh, the basketball is that's a big thing. I mean, the feel of a basketball is if you go to an open gym tomorrow and they got a rack of balls there and there's three or four different types, you're feeling it out. You're maybe dribbling a couple times to be like, okay, what is this? Was that? Here's the thing if they liked the Spalding balls more than anything else, um, let me tell you something that this is the National Basketball Association is not a nonprofit and they are a for profit <laughs> company. So Spalding is no longer a sponsor. It's okay. Wilson. Wilson is the official. Can't they make a ball similar to the ones that the guys liked before? I mean, it's just leather, anytime right? there's going to be change. Anytime there's going to be change, somebody is going to complain about it or something along those lines. Some people don't like it. Carmelo Anthony shooting eighty percent from the three. So I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Do you have anybody in your life that doesn't use a computer that's just like so old school that they're not even logging onto the internet using email or anything like that? No. Okay, you know one person, mm-hmm. Roy Williams. <laughs> had to have 18,000 emails deleted from his work computer at UNC because he never ever used it. He, he says he never turned it on. How do you how is that even wait, possible? Wait, wait, why does that sound like so refreshing? No, you can't. That's like you, you can't. I get it. it sounds I, incredibly I, refreshing. I understand the allure 
uh-huh. of wanting to unplug. I, yep. I get it. And for a weekend or maybe even a week on a vacation. Yeah, when we go camping. I, when we go camping, When I, mean, I sure. go camping for a couple of days. I get, but you, you can't live in the modern world and not use the internet and not use email. It does, it's impossible. You use the internet. You just don't need to communicate by email. Eh, can you really? Could you? If I said to you, you can never send another email, you could keep functioning the same way. No, I cannot. Right after the show, I mean, we have like four emails. Hey, we need you to do this, do that. How would they? Well, they could text us. It was on this day in 1976 that Carrie, uh, that scarred prom goers for the rest of eternity, came out. You a Stephen King guy? So it was arguably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen as a kid. It was just it like- It being it, not it being Carrie. Yes. Okay. It being it. Yes. Um, but I'm not, it sounds like you and Emily are much more Stephen King- you read all the books? I don't read them all. I've read most of them, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Stephen King's probably- What's your written. favorite Stephen King book? You know what it is? It's Dreamcatcher, and it's not one of the most popular ones ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turned it into a movie, which wasn't very good. But it's I, I like when he gets weird, which he always does, mm-hmm. but I like that he's funny. And and he can be remarkably funny. Like the bucket of blood at the prom isn't my cup of tea, but guys hanging out and busting each other's chops, and that's what the Dreamcatcher is. The first part of that book, I love that stuff. He's ever, incredibly funny. Is it just me, or do, do you ever see those little free libraries? Do you know what yeah, that is? Yeah. Okay, so these are somebody have it's almost like a mailbox, a mailbox yeah. but it's you know a little bit bigger. Why do I feel like there's always a Stephen King book? Because in one he of those? sold eight trillion <laughs> books. That's why. <laughs> every single one pretty easy answer every single one i'm like there's four stephen king books and then something about a war i was covering the all-star game in cleveland yep. and we were doing the show from this steakhouse that didn't open till like five o'clock and mm-hmm. we were on in the morning so it's noon right there's there's nobody that's in this place it's awesome. you're doing a and show from a steak it doesn't open till five it, but this is our location they yeah. whatever so i go back to use the men's room at one point mm-hmm. and stephen king is sitting in the back booth having lunch Right, mm. and so our show is on. It's the only thing on in the restaurant. He finishes having his lunch. He walks by, baller, doesn't say a word, baller, doesn't say a word, but walks by our table and just goes, mm. thumbs up, like because we were talking baseball. You know, he's a hey, huge baseball fan. Restaurant never wasn't, felt better. Restaurant wasn't open, and he's sitting there having his steak back. <laughs> if he wanted to say at that point, hey, these guys, take well, we were off, gone. Throw on some jazz. <laughs> He'd be he like, okay. It. Gave us the thumb. I got a thumbs up from Steven. It was both awesome and creepy simultaneously. ESPN app or on iTunes, just search the Travis and Sleeve Show. Get the full three hours, the podcast, 9.55 to 12.55. Mason and Ireland are coming up next. No Laker game tonight. I'll get a little sleep. Feel better. We'll see you all tomorrow. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.